going on? How are you? Hope you're doing well. We're back here on One Way Conversation. This is the podcast that I get in the car every morning, hit record, drive to work. We'll drive to the train station, and you're here with me for, uh, well, for the best damn 20 minutes of my day. So here we go. Let's rock and roll. Let's get going with One Way. We're off to work. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of capitalism. Alrighty, well, took yesterday off, didn't uh, didn't have a fully charged phone in the morning, so I thought it was probably not prudent to uh, to record, so I had to take the day off uh, from this, unfortunately, but it was missed. Did feel weird driving to work with just the radio on. I mean, just get so used to it. And every day, and like, it's almost like every time in the car I have the headphones on now, and I'm recording, whether it's something I'm going to put out or whether it's just kind of me doing uh, program notes for myself, just kind of uh, talking through what I might talk about the next day or new ideas, and there will be a new idea, I'm going to try something next week, kind of a big step, I'm going to do some movie stuff, I'm going to do it with a friend of mine, and we're going to try and do it long distance, and we want to do... We want to talk about some movies leading up to the release of The Irishman, which is coming out, I think, around Thanksgiving. Well, it's coming out November 1st in select theaters, but I don't think I'll have a chance to see it in theaters, unfortunately. So I think we're doing a Netflix watch of that when it comes out. Uh, But I want to do a few Scorsese gangster flicks before. We hope to bang out Mean Streets, Casino, Goodfellas, and The Departed. Before we get into the Irishman, and I know I think we had like grand ideas of watching it the night it was released and taping a taping a show that night. I'm not sure that's going to work out exactly, but we'll see. Would love to. I mean, I'm dying to see the Irishman. I can't wait. This movie's been. I feel like I read this book in like the early, like the late 2000s, 2000s. 2000 zeros, 2000 aughts. Isn't that weird how the decades have a personality? But then once you get to 2000, there are no more decades. But it's kind of the same thing in the 1900s. There's no personality in the ni- from 1900 to 1919, really. And then 1920 hits the roaring 20s. Then the 30 hits, the Depression. 40 hits, war. 50 hits, suburbia. 60s are the 60s. 70s are disco. 80s are... 80s are... Wow. All right, so the 60s are like hippies. The 70s is disco. And the 80s is like disco plus hippies plus designer drugs. Right? But they're not hippies exactly. And it's not disco exactly, but it is crappy music and a lot of drugs. And the, But the drugs aren't being used like to open your mind. The drugs are being used to get fucked up. Then the 90s hits. I don't know how to describe the 90s in a three-word description, but the 90s are the 90s. And then uh, the 2000s comes in. 
And we have nothing. 2010, 2010, 2020, there's, I don't have anything. So maybe the 20s is when a personality will emerge. We'll see. Something to look forward to, I guess. We look forward to something, I guess. I don't know what it's going to be. But. So uh, let's talk real quick about sports because, uh, look, Nationals, they jumped two games, taking two games from Houston on the road. Tough to do. Cole Verlander go down at home. Uh, Scherzer and Strasburg looked great yesterday. Scherzer was good enough the other day. Struggled early, but got through the got through some rough patches. They had to bring in Patrick Corbin for an inning. Patrick Corbin was supposed to be pitching tomorrow. We'll see what happens with them. Oh no, I think they're going to go to Sanchez now. It's going to be Sanchez versus Granky for Game Three in Washington. So we'll see what happens with. Uh, look, anything could happen, but go, it's still in two in Houston against those two guys. You couldn't ask for a bigger start to the series. I thought the I thought the Nationals had a chance if they got one game in Houston. Now I think so. Now no Corbin though, right? They had to go. They had to use Corbin. So I'm not sure when he pitches again. When we see him again, Sanchez will see how he does. And Granky has not been good in the postseason. So we'll see how he does. I'm not sure that he'll. Uh, I'm not sure he'll regain his form. To be honest with you, he did look good his last game against the Yankees. And the thing with the Astros is this. They got another situation going on. I don't know how you can root for the fucking Astros at all. The whole thing with the assistant GM, I don't even know his fucking name. But do you see pictures of this guy? So the story is, after after the Astros won. Or see, the Astros won. They're going to the World Series. It's time to celebrate, right? He takes. He has like a personal grudge against a female reporter who, had a, who maybe had a problem with the Astros signing Robert Osunia. Could because Robert Osuna had been suspended for, I think, like 75 games for a domestic violence issue. So in, in the joy of winning the fucking pennant, this little snot-nosed weasel starts yelling, starts berating this female reporter and a couple of her colleagues. I think it's like three female reporters, one of whom was wearing a domestic violence bracelet against domestic violence, not a pro-domestic violence bracelet, not to be confused with those pro-domestic violence bracelets. So he starts berating her, like, I'm so fucking glad we got Osunia. What the fuck are you thinking? Now, this guy doesn't deserve to work in a fucking great job like that. He doesn't deserve it. Assistant GM to a fucking baseball team is a great fucking job. Alright? It's a dream job. This motherfucker doesn't deserve to have that position. Why aren't you fucking celebrating with the team? Why are you berating a female reporter? Why do you have a grudge against a female reporter? It's just doing her job. I have not bothered to look up the details of the the Osunia case. I don't know exactly what happened. But he was suspended for 75 games. And there was a deal with prosecutors, so I don't think it went to trial. Something happened. All right, something not great happened. Something bad happened. All right, we'll go as far as to call it something actually negative, not just say it wasn't good. It was bad. All right, but in this, so you feel the need to one protect this guy. You want to make the focus about him for some reason. 
So look, maybe he's going. Like, I don't know his deal right now, but let's say Sunya's going through counseling. Let's say he's him and his girlfriend or wife or whatever it is are going to, through counseling, or maybe they're separated and he's going to anger management and shit. And he's trying to get his act together. Maybe I don't know. I'm not. I have no idea. But he's one way or the other. He's moving past that, right? So you're bringing that up then. So now, now everybody's talking about this case, which. You know, had been on the back burner. Nobody had, I don't think maybe this woman was going to write a report about it, call it the World Series. Maybe she wasn't. I have no idea. But what a fucking little scumbag wheeze. And you look at pictures, guy, you just want to smack him like the little bitch he is. You just want to smack him around. Be like, you like domestic violence, sweetheart? Bang. Let's crack him one. Fucking loser. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? There's a reason. There's a reason there's a saying that says, let sleeping dogs lie, because there's no reason to bring something like that up in that situation. Now, if you had a problem with this woman going after your ace closer because of some shitty things he's done in his life, that's another issue, man. She's just doing her fucking job. Okay? And maybe she's got a little bit of. Um, I don't want to say like a vendetta or something or a personal vendetta or nothing like that but maybe she has maybe her heart is in the right place and they can like look I have to write this because I don't want this shit to happen to another woman again like everything if I can write something or if I can put the word out there and let people know this guy's a bad guy you know maybe they'll maybe people will be wary of him or guys like that Right, maybe it's an issue she holds near and dear to her heart. That's the way. I didn't, that is the wrong word for it. Maybe it's an issue that she holds near and dear to her heart. And, oh, Jesus, I didn't even think about this, but who knows? God forbid she had gone through something in her life, so now this motherfucker is yelling about a domestic abuser. Thank God we got him. I'm so fucking happy we got him. He's sitting there rubbing the balls of a domestic abuser in this woman's face. God forbid she had something happen to her in her past. Well, now that all bubbles up, and she's got to think, wow, if this fucking scraggly beard dork is fucking sticking up for a guy who beat his girlfriend or wife or whoever, who, what's going on with the guy who abused me? You know, like, it's, fu- it's fucking miserable. It's just a stupid situation. And now they're fucking losing. They're down 0-2, and fuck him. I hope that, look, I don't want to call for people's jobs. That guy doesn't deserve to have a job. If he can't fucking handle people in his own clubhouse like a fucking professional and he has to berate them. I mean, this isn't the same, but it's akin to like me wearing a 9-11 bracelet and like some Osama Bin Laden sympathizer coming up to me. Like, oh, you know, Bin Laden had some good points. (laughs) No, it's just inherently wrong and bad. All right. And evil. And so is hitting a woman. Or beating her. You know? Especially a professional athlete. Doing whatever he did. It's inherently wrong and bad and evil. So fuck this guy. Fuck the Astros. And fuck Major League Baseball. Because they are dragging their fucking feet on this. I understand it's your fucking World Series. That's but Not everybody's working on a World Series. There's got to be somebody who's looking into this and being like, look, something bad went down. 
the Nationals tried to call it a lie, tried to call it a fabrication of a story initially. That's a whole other issue. They try to cover it the fuck up. Another weasel move. They got called out on a bite. This woman reported it, that it happened. They called bullshit. And then, like, three other reporters corroborated the story. So, fuck the Astros for trying to cover it up. And get to the heart of it, man. You gotta announce something to this guy soon. I don't give it... I, I get... Oh, it must be fucking low tide down here. Cause it stinks. I'll occasionally get close to the water on, on this ride. And it just hits you. Like, everything salt and death... I just, you, I can just, I can just picture like dead fish on the fucking, on the fucking beach. Their low tide comes in, crabs crawling around. Oh, it stinks. All right. Sorry, it's easy to get sidetracked. When you're in a moving, when you're in a moving uh, studio, it's easy to get sidetracked on what you're talking about. But Major League Baseball has to get something done on this. I think it's probably just going to wait till the, after the series is over so they don't have to fucking deal with it so the headline doesn't take over World Series headlines. Which is a pussy-ass move, but to be expected. As we've learned, the actions of these companies will, will only take into consideration it's not even like a give or take. It's just they will only consider the money that is to be made or lost when making a decision on something like this. We just saw the NBA with China, and we're seeing it with Major League Baseball with domestic abuse. It's not to say that, look, I'm not here to fucking say, look, these leagues are okay with human rights atrocities in China. I'm not here to say that Major League Baseball is okay with domestic abusers. But they will kind of turn a blind eye. If it means if it means a few dollars scraped off the bottom line, they're gonna look the other way a little bit. And that's just that's just the sad reality, the sad truth to it all. Well, <clears throat> I don't do this a lot, but I'm gonna I've been realizing the impact that Catch-22... Oh, my God. That's the old name. I've never done that. Oh, maybe I have done it like when I first started. <laughs> wow. Used to, be, used to call this podcast Catch-22. Changes to one-way conversation, which I think just flows off the tongue a little bit nicer and a little bit better. I like one-way conversation. It's my favorite title. That's the, that's the best part about having a podcast that hardly anybody listens to. Is that you, could just fuck, you could fuck with it once in a while. Just kind of shake it up. Change the title. Nobody's going to be like, wait, what? What happened to it? It used to be, what? No, where can I find my favorite podcast? No, it's not a problem. I just did it, though. But there's been a cultural impact that might be un- un- unbeknownst uh, to anybody but me. <laughs> it's, it's probably just coincidence, but I'm going to pose it as my cultural influence. Okay, uh, number one. There is a Ford commercial out there. And you know I do my show from a Ford Explorer, an old beat-up Ford Explorer. Uh, I love this girl. She's great. Just wanted to get through the winter, man. That's it. We're getting ready for uh, the hard times. 
cold. It's going to be, got to start the car early, coming out. She's great, great vehicle with uh, 133,292 miles on her. So, yeah, she's a beaut. And as you know, every day I start the podcast, and it's with uh, the William Tell Overture. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's now a Ford commercial that uses the William Tell Overture. I don't think that's... Look, I I do not give a marketing, or I'm sorry, a uh, advertising executive the credit to come up with that on his own. I've shouted out Ford a couple times. I'm sure this is what happened. I'm a, 99% sure this is what happened. I shouted out Ford a couple times when promoting the show. Somebody listened to it, and they're like, oh, you know what? This is a fucking great idea. Shot it up the ladder. I don't give a fucking marketing executive that much credit at all. None. He didn't come up with that on his own. Stole that. Nah, borrowed it for one-way conversation. I don't say he stole it. Although, it's a little bit like intellectual theft. Yes, I feel like I own everything that's Ford and William Tell related. Number two, this one I'm actually pleased with. This, I don't promote other shows on this show. It seems like a hacky thing to do. But ESPN just started doing their daily podcast with Mina Kimes. And it's it's great. It's great. It's 20 minutes. It's a great way to start the day. I don't know, like, you, the news, all the news ones are like 20, 15 minutes long. Uh, this one is, this one's excellent. And she she's only, it's only started this week. Uh... She's talking about NBA opening day. She's talking about Ben Simmons shot one day. She's talking about Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and whether or not uh, they have they have it in them to make a run and what's next for Jerry and that kind of stuff. So I was like, she takes a topic, maybe two, I don't know. It, it's still, it's brand new. I've listened to it a couple of times. I've listened to every show. So uh, I think, yeah, she like, sticks to one topic. She interviews somebody. There's some game clips in there. And then maybe like, a couple of things at the end. I remember how she ends it now, but... But it's, it's me, though. The 20-minute show, in and out. To hit hit on the sports stories of the day. And that's your start. So I'm not saying that ESPN, like, oh, it's a good idea. Everybody's doing podcasts. Everybody's trying to find a way to do a new podcast and trying to find the best thing uh, for clicks and listens and that kind of thing. And, I, you know, I just think, like, look, one-way conversations been a 20-minute show for a year and change now, 13 months. You know, maybe people are starting to catch on to it. Like, I know, the daily and that stuff, it's always been like 20 minutes or so. But a, a morning sports show, um, that's, you know, that was my idea. Every, like, sports one is like an hour long, hour and a half long. So. All right. Cultural impact. Who knew? Who knew I'd, I'd have so much influence on uh, the state of the mass media? And fuck, fuck, whoever does the marketing for Ford, fuck them. Fuck them. I can't believe they, I can't believe they took my idea. When I saw that commercial, man, you hear, like, the first tunes, and, like, my ears just perk up. I listen, I've listened to that song, or at least part of that song, every day, just about, for the past 13 months. And so my ears perk up, like, oh, what? And I look up, and it's a fucking commercial, and what's a fucking, and it's a fucking Ford commercial. Unbelievable. Check it out. Alright, so we're here at the train station. It's Thursday. That means there's two more shows left this week. We have uh, tomorrow's AM show. 
Didn't even talk to Nets today. Nets lost uh, season opener. Kyrie dropped 50 in OT. Uh, couldn't get the last one done. And he, he slipped taking the last shot. We talked a little national. So, all right. Well, that's it for a one-way conversation for today. Hope you have a great day. We'll, see you tomorrow. we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow night with our Friday PM picks. Hopefully... Look, I've had I've had a mess of picks the past couple weeks. I've done picks online. Last week was a disaster. I got lost. Uh, this week, this week we're looking to rebound, man. And plus, I went on three last week again because Hanson on Monday morning fucking put a curse on me and had to pick the Jets. So, all right, that's it. Have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you soon here on One Way Conversation.